Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's the Miss Experience. Welcome to another show. Topic, any topic we prepared, we ain't scared, we just we be talking sex, lies, yeah, whatever. My homie JT, B&B Sports Center. Miss Lee bringing guests after guests after guests. Here we gonna we demand our respect. Check out the check out the check, yeah, we eat. This ain't a podcast, this is the life that we lead. From relationships, politics, you hear it all here. Got stilettos and combos and fashion right here. If you want us all the lead, hit a right, right, we. Or you can download on iTunes, you know she that Got the show on YouTube and all, man, I swear she the sh- My homie T-Wig with up, no, we up in this bitch. Champagne celebrating this year. The next year, at the next year, at the next year, at the next year, at the next, next, next year. For the Miss Lee experience. Oh. Whoa. Welcome to the Miss Lee Experience. It's Friday. We're here making it do what it do on this, uh, closing out this warm, warm week. I hope you guys had a great week. I know I did. I'm just thankful that God let me see another day with new experiences and just some new learning lessons. And I hope tonight on the show you get to learn good stuff with us tonight. But before we jump into this interesting topic that's full of opinions and perspectives and, and get a little touchy, got to say what's up to my boy T. What's good, T? What's, what's up, Lee? What's good, good people? You know, I'm just trying to keep it safe. I'm on the road for a little bit for the first part of the okay. show, but I'm about to get somewhere tonight. So, yeah, I mean, it's another another yeah. week has gone, so... Yeah, man. Well, yeah, man. This topic is going to be real interesting because we hope that you get out of this show topic some information, some education. You know what I'm saying? Some ways to kind of get the get the juices flowing. Um, you know, because it's important. On top of that, he will be JP will be joining us later as well for some sports news topics, points of views, and all of that good stuff. And I'm really, really excited to have Mr. Kelly Fox. He is a Democrat running for the House of Delegates for the 43rd District in Baltimore. So he's going to be joining us as well, so that way we can get some of his points of views and perspectives on the topic. And, you know, he can talk to you guys about the campaign and why it's so important to vote. Because I think overall... You guys are gonna get get the point that we want you guys to register to vote. We want you all to be involved in your politics on a local level, uh, a regional level, and uh, of course on a national level. Because we gotta make some changes in this White House, man. We gotta make some changes, but it has to start with the local level first, and then it kind of filters its way up. That's how this thing works. So before we jump into the topic, we'll just just get that out the way. 
347 is the number. Press 1. We'll see you. We'll bring you on. Bring your point of view to the conversation. Connect with us on social media by liking Miss Lee on Facebook. It's Just Miss Lee on Instagram. And Just Miss Lee on Twitter. T. Wake on the gram. JTNYG970 on the gram. And Twitter. That's us. That's where we at. Connect with us. So, ladies and gentlemen, on the experience, we're talking about this very, very uh, special sensitive topic. Conservatives, liberals, what's the difference? We got moderates in there. We got left wing, right wing. We got Democrats. We got Republicans. We got independents. We got Green Party. We got all kinds of stuff going on in the world of politics. So let's talk about the foundation, like where the place of these come, uh, come from. But I think before we talk about the, the points of view, um, actually, no, I was going to say, see, we should say what side of the coin are we on. You think that's a good idea? Because I didn't ask you to see, um, are you more conservative or more liberal? I'm I'm in between. I'm a moderate. You're a moderate. I'm, I'm, okay. I have some values that I would consider conservative, some values mm-hmm. that are liberal. But uh, okay. all of us are in the middle of it. I'm, I'm more moderate than anything else. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Let's, let's talk about what the differences are. Um, so, liberals is on one side, and some might correlate this to similarly to the views of the Democratic Party. Um, liberals believe in government action um, to achieve equal opportunity and equality for all. It's the duty of the government um, to kind of get the social issues and protect civil liberties. And, um, they also, also believe that the government should be no, um, I guess, should, should pretty much make sure that no one is. Uh, they also look for the policies to emphasize the need for the government to fix it, right? So that's a liberal thing, right? So it's equal. We in this thing together. We're going to work together. We, you know, let freedom reign, okay? That's liberal. Uh, conservatives, they are more into the personal responsibility. Um, you know, they don't want the government to be involved much in how the world, uh, how you personally run your life. <laughs> um, they're into individualized liberty. Um, they're also uh, in a belief system of traditional American values, um, also defending the nation, so national defense is big to conservatives. Um, they also think that the role of the government should give people the freedom to do what they want to do to achieve what they want to achieve. There shouldn't be um, a team effort. There should be resources out there. So that way, hey, you want to go and pursue this goal? The service is like, hey, that's on you. Work it out. You you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they so, they want more of the individual to fix the problem as opposed to the government to fix the problem. And the moderates so, kind of like a combination of the both. Right. Basically, um, conservatives are for small government. Um, liberals aren't necessarily for big government, but therefore uh, making sure that the government is plays more of an active role in taking care yeah. of the citizen. 
Yeah. And that's that's where you get into you know these these fights where these people that call themselves libertarians and you know like they're conservatives to like people put a lot of put a lot of uh, like categories and boxes out there as to what they want to be called, but they mm-hmm. fall on either the conservative side or conservative, moderate, or liberal side. They fall into one of those categories. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they're just anarchists, which is totally against the government. So don't forget that's there, too. But mm-hmm. um, that's that's where you have these people that are like, oh, we should, we should take away all of these. Like, a lot of conservatives are like, we need to take get rid of welfare and social security and all of that. The government is too big. We don't need the government to uh to to handle our lives. Like they believe it's not the government's role to be in our lives. Yeah. Which is kinda odd because a lot of conservatives like to push a lot of the Christian values to the forefront. And a lot of conservatives will say government should rule according to God's plan. Therefore, no abortion, and we're going to get all in the business of women's reproductive rights. Right. Yeah. Um, and and it's so interesting that when we talk about the conservative side, the liberal side, and even though it's a little bit of in between, like the moderates, like you like a, we need traditional values, but then you know at the same time there needs to be a level of accountability that the government can come in and make things right and and kind of um, moderate what's going on, you know, a little bit of both. And when it comes to how these different sides of the coin impact you. It, 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 I would say to, to everyone listening tonight, um, really look at the values and what you believe and what you feel, um, because at the end of the day, we all have to live together. We all have to work with each other in some form of capacity, but it's all important of how it's going to directly impact you and or people you know. Um, and, and who really, you, you can't have all one side and you can't have all the other side. Like, it, there needs to be a balance in my opinion. You know, but you mentioned a great thing about a great topic in regards to one of the biggest issues that liberals and conservatives always battle on, and that's abortion. Like, um, and it's so crazy because it's always the men, <laughs> conservative men, who want to say what they got to say about women's bodies. You get what I'm saying? And me as a woman, it, it's important. Like, where liberals are like, hey, a woman has the right. It's her body. She does what she, she does what she wants to do. You know what I'm saying? The fetus doesn't have a life. It's just uh, cells. You know what I'm saying? And it's her decision to make that. And let's put a, you know, we don't need a law to say that a woman can't do what she wants to do with her body. Whereas the conservative side is like, hey, that's murder. You're killing, you know what I'm saying, uh, an unborn life. You know, and they, that little unborn baby has his own rights, and that right needs to be said, you know, and the so, taxpayer dollars, you know, shouldn't be used for this. So, like, that's a big, and it's always a big battle when it comes to both sides of the coin. Like, hey, it's her body, but who should pay for it? Oh, you know, it's, it's a crazy back and forth, you know. Well, here's, here's the thing, like, you, 
hear the argument a lot of times that conservatives will, will argue and fight for the right of a life of a fetus to live. A fetus has a right to live. But if that, fetus, that same fetus is born into poverty, the same conservative value will be, well, it's not our job to take care of that life. Uh, right. Which should be should should be taken should be cut. Social programs should be cut cut. So you'll hear the argument that there should be no abortion, but then in the same sentence that'll be like there should be no abortion and there should be no social programs to support this child too. Right. Yeah. So I mean, like when when you when the biggest divide. But I would say part of the biggest areas of polarization when it comes to conservatives and liberals. Wait, T, hold on, T. Your, your phone, your phone is doing something real crazy right now. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Okay, try now. You sound better. It's clear. Did we lose him? Hello. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. All right, you sound so I had to take off off the Bluetooth on my uh, car, so I'm not hands free okay. now. Okay. Okay. But I was. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was saying one of the uh the one of the biggest uh arguments comes on the um the social and cultural aspects of between um conservatives and and liberals. That's where you see mm-hmm. some of the most polarizing arguments that happen that mm-hmm. divide people mm-hmm. because right there mm-hmm. you're talking about personal values and you know these mm-hmm. are things how should how should society act or how should society conduct itself and when mm-hmm. uh and in, in place of, of of certain things like you know the, the whole argument about abortion you know uh if you if if you look at like people that say oh, i have conservative values um, when you look at Republicans and Democrats, a large block of that conservative base comes from evangelical Christians, and they hold mm-hmm. to these values in regards to, you know, what would Jesus do? You know what I'm saying? Which is, mm-hmm. is to me, is so odd because if Jesus was running for uh, for office, these same people would not vote for Jesus. Mm-hmm. So um, I know I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody's seen those memes that that are yeah. out there, um, but not you know not to be you know one one sided you know there's good and bad on all all fronts like with liberals yeah. liberals um, where they go far far you know to the left and out of control is um, to the point where it's like everything is permissible. There should there you know when when it comes to things like you know certain things you need to have you need to have regulations you need to have some barriers there there needs to to me there that's why I consider myself a moderate because there needs to be a point where there is balance and it's not mm-hmm. uh, one way or the other like the, the pendulum has to swing both ways when when government gets too big. Then yeah, we need to start um, thinking conservatively to shrink the government. The government should be 
for the people and by the people and should be able to suit the people's needs. Now, what mm-hmm. what muddies the waters is the special interest, the money, the corruptness of of the field yeah. of politics altogether, and yeah. that's where you see a lot of confusion. Um, that's where yeah. you see people that you know claim to be either liberal, liberal or conservative, but still will vote against their interests, or still will you know just just politics is not a is it's not a neat, polite game, you know. What do they say? Polish, and, politics, polish tricks, no. Yeah. Makes me and sad. You know, makes me sick. Yeah, it, it's one of those things, and there's so many, um, so many different sections that really impact how we live on the different points of views, and it really does. It, it it's important that you know you might not. Uh, just vote one way because you just think you're supposed to because of the color of your skin or where you're from, but it really, you know, has to align with your values. And one thing that's really important is the, you know, I, I hopefully tonight on the show, you guys, we're going to point out some of the important topics, you know, that might impact you or your your family members or your or your neighborhood, you know, especially what's going on. Now with with the, that person in the office at the present moment, but um, you know one thing that was really really huge uh, last year, and you have the, a big liberal conservative moderate discussion was this big talk on immigration. Like it was crazy. Like it was like build the wall, don't build the wall, build the wall. We're building the wall. It's just all of this stuff focused on immigration. And the reality is, if you look back. The United States of America was built on everybody here was an immigrant except those that were our native uh, individuals that were here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we're building, we're trying to uh, build some structure around immigration, but in reality, we're all immigrants. We weren't born. I mean, our ancestors, for the most part of us, weren't born here. So when you look at the liberal uh, side of immigration, um, they're all about amnesty. You know, if you enter the U.S. illegally, you know, hey, you have some amnesty. You know what I'm saying? Um, you you should have health and educational benefits, financial aid, welfare. You know, regardless of your status, if you're here, um, you know, it's a, they don't look at it as, hey, you're you're not a um, you're you're not a, a citizen. You shouldn't. You know, we don't we don't care. Let's just treat you as you're one of us because this is the home of the free and the land of the brave and whatever, right? Yeah. Whereas but with, uh, the con- – go ahead, T. I, I would say even with that, like, there, like there's a process for becoming an American citizen. And uh-huh. here's, where, here's where my moderation come, comes in. Like, do mm-hmm. I think that um, – we should be kicking everybody out because they're illegal citizens. No, mm-hmm. do I think that if you were, if you are an illegal citizen, that you should have a pathway to citizenship? Yes, I believe mm-hmm. that. Um, do mm-hmm. I believe that you should jump the line for those that are taking how how they say I'm I'm following the rules, I'm doing it the right way to become a citizen. Do I think you should mm-hmm. jump in front of the line, in front of the line in front of those people? No, not mm-hmm. necessarily. Not in all cases. And some, and and I think it should be a case by case basis. And in some cases, yeah. you might need to you might need to jump in front of the line if you're if you're fleeing from terrorism in your country, then 
Yeah, right. I think you should you should be able to get a pass to get in to the front of the line, whether you got in here illegally or illegally, to apply mm-hmm. for a for citizenship. Um, mm-hmm. Do I believe that those that are in the in the country illegally and doing and committing crimes should they be deported? Yes, I like I yeah. I, I believe that. Do I believe that we should we should uh, have a wall? How to the null? Because right. <laughs> at some point, that wall going to be used to keep your ass in. Because right. the way things yeah. are going, like, hell no. to the no. But And then furthermore, yeah. they, they they flying in. What, where, where's yeah. the wall to the north? Because we mm-hmm. got illegal citizens coming in from, from Canada. Um, mm-hmm. We got a lot of uh, illegal from citizens Cuba. coming in from Russia. From Russia, from mm-hmm. China, you know. So like, and and mm-hmm. what you have is people that come here to visit and then overstay mm-hmm. their visit. They become yeah. illegal, mm-hmm. illegal citizens. Well, here's the mm-hmm. thing. Here, here's my thing. No person is illegal. It's not illegal. To, ain't nobody, ain't nobody illegal. So like, I, I, I think that's a, yeah. I think that's a bad term. Like you, you can't yeah. say you're an illegal alien. Really, really, that person is a yeah. that person is a, a legal alien. No, that come on, ain't nobody illegal. Yeah, ain't nobody illegal. We are all human the, beings. Right. What's different with the conservative side, though? Um, they, their, somewhat of their approach is let's secure the borders before we address it. You know. Uh, it's, there needs to be a process behind it. Um, you know, we need to figure out how we can address the ones that are here, and then we can talk about how we can get other people in. And I get sometimes there should be a process, but it's kind of like you're putting there, a band in a bullet wound. It, it, there it, was, there was a of, process. That's what DACA was. That's, DACA yeah. was, 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 a, was part of that process, at least for those, like, if, if you're a child, and you were brought to this country as a as a baby, and this is the only mm-hmm. country that you know. This is the country you were mm-hmm. born not born, but this is the country you were raised in. You have mm-hmm. no, you going really try to put those people really like that's just inhumane. Mm-hmm. You want to deport somebody to a place where. They may have been born there, but they have no roots. They have no established foundation there. Like, really, right. that doesn't make sense. Why shouldn't there be a path of citizenship for those people? For those, for yeah. those, uh, for those people that are here, are not uh, that that are not full citizens of the United States at this time. If you here and you paying taxes, then there, there are certain. You should get certain benefits. You should get what your pet, what your taxes pay for, regardless if mm-hmm. you are an American citizen or not. If you paying taxes in this country, then you are. I believe you are entitled to to what those taxes are here for. So you know, for those arguments of oh they're using up our resources, not if they got a job and they paying taxes. So if you allow people to pay into the system 
figure out a way for them to pay into the system. If they're not paying taxes, get a way for them to start paying taxes. And then so that way they contribute it into the system. And it's not just, oh, you're using up resources that, you know, aren't meant for you. Yeah. It's ways to do this without being inhumane. And the whole yeah. premise, the whole premise that, uh, you know, uh, President Dumbass is on is, is strictly <laughs> on a racial bias. His he's yeah. threatened. He he's of the supremacist uh, mindset of if we got all these brown people, we got all these people of color coming into the country, and it's making the country a worse place because we got all these people of color and. It it dilutes the the social order that we have of white supremacy. Like let's 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 address the elephant in the room. This country is built on white supremacy. White supremacy. Foundation is it's a foundation of, of this country and uh, what America is. That's what it's built on. Is is but. And, but that's underneath of what's on top of it, which is classism. This, when yeah. when they when when our founding fathers was like, oh, um, the the new wealthy class was the landowners. You know, every man has a has a right to the pursuit of happiness, but they wasn't talking about women. They was talking about white males that only. Yeah, there's a there's a let's not forget that there's a lot of uh, nastiness on our history, you know. Um, And when and now that we're in 2018, you know, it's so imperative that we are abreast of the thoughts, we are abreast of the plans, we're thought, we're abreast of who we're putting in the office and what are their views like. How are they going to best represent me? Um, how how is my vote my vote going to count, and how can I influence my peers and my neighborhood and my you know how do I have these conversations with my children um, about the importance of the points of views and why does someone want to take health care away when someone needs it? Why there's a lot of people that might not understand the why behind it. Where did these thoughts come from? Um, so those are some of the key components um, on this crazy. Uh, Parfait of shenanigans that the United States of America was built on. But we'll be back with more conversation, more points of views, more of the conservative, liberal, and moderate perspective. We have Kelly Fox coming up shortly. I'm going to play a little Michael Jackson. They don't really care about us. Still relevant today. The song is, is, is timeless. I don't know. It's true. We'll be back. It's Miss Lee TJT. We'll be back.
ladies and gentlemen, it's the girl Miss Lee Rebecca Michael Jackson. They don't really care about us, man. That's that's what you know. The music tonight is just inspired by consciousness. <laughs> we got fight the power on the playlist. No, but I do but have KRS One, uh, the sound of the police. I got that on deck though. Um, but yeah, fight yeah, the power was another good one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's definitely that. That should definitely be on the fight the power. Yes, yes, yes. We're back talking about liberals, conservatives, moderates, all of that good stuff. I mentioned earlier in the show um, that we do have a very, very, very special guest that's going to be joining us. Um, and I good, think good evening. Is, I think that is he. But I got to give this gentleman a proper Missy Experience introduction because that's just what we do. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to just uh, divert your attention to this gentleman representing Baltimore, Baltimore born and raised, a Morgan alum, uh, a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. (laughs) (laughs) He is uh, doing wonderful things in the community. He's also leading individuals to God and beliefs and just being a founder. a nice foundation in a city where there's just so much stuff going on. He's also running for House Delegate for the Ford Third District for Baltimore. Vote for him, Mr. Kelly Fox. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We're so glad to have you on this wonderful topic of such diverse points of views, especially yeah. before, you know, you're you're about to... You know, you're in this race to be a delegate for uh, Baltimore City. How has this ride has been for you? How has it been? It's been awesome, you know, being in the community. I'm, you know, I'm in the community a lot, but just, you know, in this capacity, typically I'm in the community ministering to people. And this is an opportunity for me to expand the kingdom of God. Um, you know, many people don't understand how politics and ministry mix, but, you know, yeah. uh, what I explain to people is, is when Jesus dro- rode into Jerusalem on the back of a, an ass, he was coming in not only to save souls, but against the political system of that time. So I'm having fun explaining that to people and expanding God's territory. Yes. So, Mr. Fox, can, can I ask you something? Because a Absolutely. lot of people not, might not might not really be aware or understand what is the job of a delegate. Like, what does a mm-hmm. delegate do? So, so a delegate would draft legislation uh, around uh, environmental matter issues. Drafting legislation, you know, to, to bring resource to the environment, bring resource to education. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember, but uh, some time ago, a couple months ago, our kids did not have in Baltimore City air conditioning. And so resource mm-hmm. came from the state into the city uh, to, to deal with that issue. Um, same-sex marriage, that was legislated in, in, in uh, the state legislator, uh, legislature. Um, uh, issues around uh, where funding going to go related to uh, crime and grind. Uh, so we're actually mm-hmm. taking resource from the federal government coming into the state and then allocating it to the city and legislating how that's going to be spent. Mm. So is is that in writing? Is that in writing the laws uh, for the city, or like is there like you guys are writing policy? So like what mm-hmm. what is the process for that policy to get approved? Like. 
you guys are writing the laws, so yeah. who approves it? Does does it go up to the mayor? Like how? Like yeah. explain that process because a lot of people I think get confused, and a lot of people will only come out and vote for a national election because they're so aware mm-hmm. of this is the president. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to local politics, people really don't understand how local politics work and what the jobs are that these people are running for and how things get done on that level. Right, right. So what, what many people don't understand is anybody can draft, draft state legislation, right? All you need is to get a sponsor uh, in the General Assembly, whether that be a delegate or a senator, to push forth your legislation. Many people don't – many elected officials don't tell you that, but you yourself could draft some legislation and ask me to sponsor it as a delegate, and you could potentially get a piece of legislation pushed forth. Now, once that – it goes through a committee. Once you uh, draft that legislation, it has to go through a committee, and then it goes to the House of delegates and then the Senate for approval, and those senators and, and delegates vote on it to see if it will pass and then go into effect in your local jurisdictions. The mayor has nothing to do with the General Assembly except for lobbying it to get more resource to come into the city. The mayor is uh, uh, more local than than your state delegates. Uh, they they actually more deal with your city council, the issues around potholes and tree removal and and and. Um, you know, buildings going up or, or businesses coming into the city, they kind of deal with more of that than the state legislature. Mm. So I hope I answered your question. Sure. It, it, it does, and I'm not just asking just for me. I'm asking, you know, for the benefit of people because it's like, you know, a lot of yeah. – I, I see a lot of people, they, they understand it's important to vote, but then when they go into – their polling um, place, and they see these different. They see these different positions that they're voting for. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they don't understand what it is they're voting for, and they're going right. by name recognition. I saw the commercial yeah. for this person. They they seem like a stand up person, but don't really understand what that job is. And I think is is. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's our duty as citizens to understand how our local, state, and federal governments work and, and what the pass-through is back and forth and how they interconnect. Because, if, if like, like you said, if people don't know, they can draft laws. Like, if, mm-hmm. if you're a citizen and you're in your community and you're like, oh, this, this is so messed up, the way police are doing this, that, and the third – but think they don't have any power or they're waiting for someone else to do something, if they can draft a law or get together with the people in their community to draft mm-hmm. a law to say this is what we want to happen in our community, now yeah. let's go talk to our delegate and, and mm-hmm. get him, see if we could get him to sponsor this law to get pushed through. Like, Absolutely. That's an important piece. That, that's yeah, that's and, such an important piece. And unfortunately, you know, many times Uh, Our elected officials don't uh, educate the community on those nuances because uh, they'd Mm -hmm. rather they rather dictate what happens rather than be a servant to the people. Right. And so the best way to be a dictator is to keep people ignorant. And so the reason I'm running is, is so that we can really give the voice back to the people and the power back to the people. It's time for change. It's time for the people to stand up and really take ownership of of our city and our state, and so that's that's why I'm running. 
Yeah, and you know, um, I, I mean, I'm a Jersey girl. Uh, T's a Philly, Philly boy. Uh, you know, and okay. and one thing that I've I noticed in my years of living um, in the Baltimore and Arundel County area, but you see a lot of it on the news. Of, um, you know, you, a lot of your campaign is around crime, um, and and um, getting back into the workforce and. Um, there's so many lawsuits that happen against now, it seems like cities, <laughs> civil suits and, yeah. um, for wrongful convictions and, yeah. um, you know, just uh, lack of representation. Um, and I'm not aware, are there specific laws that can be written to protect those that, um, you know, that they're not serving? Like I just heard on the news, was it yesterday, the day before? A gentleman um, in Baltimore City served 20 years in prison to only be released, and the city owed him, like, a crazy amount of millions of dollars for the time spent. You know, it's like, where, like, as a delegate, is that something that you would be able to help support in changing that? Because it seems like with all the... You know, with all the you know injustices that happened with the police department and this and then yeah. wrongful deaths and it's like yeah. this has to stop somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So those police, those police, yeah, yeah, those police lawsuits. You know, that happened in Baltimore City, I believe, and and so that's a local mm-hmm. issue. But the way that a state delegate or the way that I plan to to tackle this issue is is see we're we're going about crime the wrong way, I believe. I think that we're trying to police yeah. our way out of crime and we're trying to elect people in office to take away crime. We're not going to do that, right? The, the, the way we get reduced crime is we, we've got to deal with the opioid ep- epidemic and we've got to take the negative stigma away from mental illness and we've got to funnel resources into those uh, into programs that, that help resolve those kind of issues. And then we've got to support small businesses. If we support small businesses, we create jobs in a community, right? So people, once they're employed or they can find gainful employment, once they've dealt with their mental illness and once they've dealt with their drug issues, crime will dramatically decrease. Thus, will de- will then in turn decrease those lawsuits and, and police, uh, um, uh, you know, infractions because – Guess what? You know we won't we won't need that number of police on the on the streets. Police won't be as engaged because there's not going to be a, that much crime out there because we've given people what they're looking for. We've taken the desperation out of our communities. When you treat the when you treat the symptom when you treat the problem as opposed to the symptom, you get a far greater rate of success. At least that's absolutely. What I mean. When it when it comes to our communities, it's the whole thing of you know, um, opportunities. If, if, there's, mm-hmm. if there's an opportunity there for someone to have a decent, a uh, decent wage and have have a uh, provide a decent living for themselves, making decent money without the, the worry of having to go to jail or do something illegal to get by, then that kind of makes sense. Like, hey, if I could go. And do this and, and get a decent wage Where I can live off of mm-hmm. Then yeah of course you still Want to have those people that's like well I gotta Ball out and I'm gonna do this Illegally so I can ball out Instead of doing the Responsible thing that citizens Do to make millions of dollars Well those people gotta get dealt with The way that they that the law says They should get dealt with but as long as there's Opportunity as long mm-hmm. as There's a way for people to see if kids aren't going to school and they're not looking at school as 
this is just a place where you're trying to house me for eight hours and then you're not really teaching me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I come to this place, there's no heat, there's there's mm-hmm. no air conditioning. The, these conditions are miserable, so I might as well not even I might as well not even come here because you're not teaching me anyway. Um, right. We got to give hope back to the communities. Absolutely. Like, we got to give hope back to the communities. Got to make people stakeholders, and, you know. Yeah, and and you know when you mention um, about mental illness, I happen to be um, at court for something at my job as a witness to a crazy, stupid crime. But whatever. Uh, but you know you're in court, you're sitting there. I don't. When you don't go to court to listen to people's situations, you really don't know how things are, <laughs> how things really work. I don't know if it's a good practice for people to just go to court and just listen to several cases to kind of see like how the structure works. But there was a specific situation where um, the gentleman had a mental illness, and um, he also his mental illness also kind of stemmed into drug addiction, and he you know was on cocaine and all this other stuff, and he uh, he ended up breaking probation um, by doing something. Um, uh, he had a gun or something because he didn't take his meds or something like that, and then his lawyer was trying to tell the judge he's in a program. Um, that they're allowing him to partially do while he's incarcerated and he's seeing a counselor in there and there's like um, there's steps that he needs to take in this program but he can't do the program unless he gets like amnesty with like a house arrest so he can go to the inpatient facility then go back and serve his town there's like this crazy conversation that the judge was having the prosecutor was having and it was just like I'm sitting here like and the, and the gentleman he you could tell he was on his message he was very he spoke very clear he was he took um, he acknowledged what he did. He was like, I have a serious bipolar problem, and I understand. Like my therapist said this, and this is, and I need to go to this this treatment. I need to go to this facility. Like he was he was advocating for himself to get clean because he knew without that, and it was never presented to him before in his many of years of being incarcerated, in and out of jail, in and out of jail. He's like, and he said to the judge like is there a way that there could be more facilities available to people in prison? Because there's a lot of people in prison that want to be helped. But Absolutely. when they get out on, on, on probation and they're, you know, and, and they don't know how to get that support, they fall well, right back. Exactly. Probation is a trap. It's like I'm, there I'm, has I'm, to be a halfway from this. If, if you notice in prison that there are individuals who are aware, they want help, they want to go to a facility, you know, that there should be some kind of, not like a not like a halfway house, but like a law that says, hey, we recognize you saw a therapist while you were incarcerated. Let's get yeah. you in this program so that you can be a functioning <clears throat> member I mean, of society. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you know, he was pleading his case. Yeah. And the judge was yeah, like, yeah, I can't give you a house arrest, Aglet. Like, I can't do that because you might leave. And, yeah. No. And he's like, well, I need this. And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, well, you, don't, you don't throw somebody in jail because they got the flu, right? They're ill. You don't throw them in jail because yeah. they've got cancer. We've got to treat yeah. mental illness like like it is a cancer, like it is the flu, and we got to treat it rather than adjudicate it or or, 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 or box it in. And and so all you're doing is uh, um, all you're doing is is making the issue worse, right? Because yeah. now you're institutionalizing people, and they're going to come out not habilitated and not rehabilitated, but now more institutionalized. And so we we really got to educate first of all 
our, our judicial system around mental illness, and we've got to legislate that once you're diagnosed, that there are certain uh, accountabilities that cannot happen to you. We've got to legislate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I take it a step further. I think our criminal justice system needs an overhaul. It needs to be yeah. reformed yeah. altogether. Um, because the way we look at crime and punishment um, mm-hmm. these days is archaic. Um, you know, jails are now profit centers for private corporations, which incentivizes our government to lock people up and, and keep people locked up and in prison for small for for crimes. Justice is supposed to be blind, but you can see where this this country is not really over the whole color thing. Is not really it's not a post racial society because far too often our people of color get locked up for way longer times do heavier sentences for the same crimes that are counterparts of, of Caucasian hue. So, I mean, there are so many issues that need to be dealt with, but it seems like the, the infighting with, within politics, within political circles, it, it just feels like nothing, is, nothing ever gets done. And, and a prime example is, is like, you see, I, I feel as though... Um, President Obama did a lot of good things. He, he set a lot of things on the, on the right path for things to get fixed. But now you have this other guy comes in and he's intent on erasing the legacy. So how do, how do we move forward if one party goes in and says, we think this is the way to do it. We're going to set these laws in place. You start going down this road and then a couple, couple years later, the other party gets Voted in and they say oh no that's all wrong We're going to take this away and we're going to push us Down this other path How do we move forward We got to take account we got to take ownership Right so we can't blame Anybody but ourselves for not going out and vote Right we've got to be willing You know the bible tells us faith without work Is there so we can want something all all Day long but we got to get out there and we got to Push the right candidate and when I say Push the right candidate what we got to do is we get got to get out there and campaign, get off our dust, and get out there and go door to door with these can, these candidates. We got to donate to the campaigns. We got to go vote. Until we do those things, we're not going to have any consistency around our leadership. We can control that, but we've got to get up and we've got to take ownership. Yeah, I um I have a question, and this is a because um, I'm learning, you know, and I'm so glad you're on Kelly. Like I'm learning so much in this, you know, and I wish these um you learn about politics a little bit in school, but you don't really know how to apply it, you know, as you get older, um and how yeah. it's as as it is as it should be as impactful. Um, so when you look at delegates, right? So you're running for 43rd mm-hmm. district. Um, so does it is is it similar to if we look at the House of Representatives and how it's ran by like the state of Maryland? If most of the delegates are Democrat versus Republican, it helps push the laws. Is that is it similar? Like we want the House to be all blue versus all red, or like is it similar right. in your counterpart yes, and how is. you work together? Okay, okay. It, Okay. It is. It is. So, so Maryland is a largely Democratic state for now, right? Um, okay. And just like just like Congress, you've got the House and you've got the Senate, 
And in mm-hmm. the state legislature, you got three delegates and one senator per district, right? And so okay. um, the Democrats pretty much over the last few years have controlled uh, what happened uh, legislatively in the state of Maryland. Now, okay, I'll tell you the reason why we've got a Republican governor is because, unfortunately, sometimes we get lax. You know, we get control and we, we don't do the things that we should do and we don't fight the fights that we should fight. And so even uh, some of your most loyal people eventually get tired and they try to do something different. So now we have a Republican governor. And in the next cycle, not this cycle, but in the next gubernatorial um, cycle, um, he's going to be redrawing the lines, right, redistricting. And what mm-hmm. he's going to attempt, what he's going to attempt to do is he's going to attempt to cut in some of the, the exactly cut in some of the Republican um, um, counties into Baltimore City and cut some of the senators out of the district so that he can turn Maryland into a Republican state, right? And so that's why. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and so that's why it's important that we get out to vote and we, we, we do, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm a bipartisan kind of guy. I'm a Democrat, I'm a staunch Democrat, but I go with what's right, right? But in this situation, yeah. we've got to have a Democrat uh, as our next governor because if we allow this governor another term, we're going to turn the state into a republic. He's going to turn the state, he's going to gerrymander the votes and the districts, and he's going to turn it into a Republican state, and we can't afford that. Not with this president, gotcha. especially. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I, I have a, I have a question. The president is still in office that's all these years. I'm surprised he's lasted this long. But um, but go ahead, Tia. I, I have a question for you, Kelly. Um, yes, sir. So with with you being a, a minister as well as a politician, where do you fall? In regards to conservatism or liberalism, like how, like, do you so, consider so. yourself to be one or other, or a moderate, or how, like, because you know, I, I said it earlier in the show, like, people tend to to think of, when, especially with Republicans, when they think conservative, you have mm-hmm. this evangelical block, which is right mm-hmm. in the heartland of our country, and when they talk about conservatism. They're infusing Christian morals into government where a lot of people who are like church and state are supposed to be separate. <laughs> so, um, so I, yeah, church and but, that's not even biblical. Sever, the separation between church and state is something man-made. That's not biblical. Again, Jesus came against the political system of that time. He empowered people. And, that, and that's the way I, I look at things. You know, I am... Uh, a staunch Democrat, but I do what's right for people, right? And I do what's right economically. And so if it makes sense, I'm, I'm going to support it. Um, so I, I can't tell you that I'm conservative or liberal. All I can tell you is that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a people person. So when the people need something, when the people have a need, and when the people want their voices heard, that's what I'm going to fight for. The, the real question is, What's the 43rd district? Because what we fail to realize is, is once we're elected, it's not about what I am. It's about what the people are, and that's what we speak for. And so the real question is, is are my constituents conservative or liberal? Because that's what I'm going to be speaking for. Mm-hmm. So how do how <sighs> you determine it? Like, how is that determined? Like, well, so so okay. what, what I plan to do and what nobody does now is I'm going to put together mm-hmm. a diverse 
my district. And every quarter, I'm going to sit down with those leaders in the, in the community, whether they be from, from the LGBT community, black, white, Jewish, Asian, uh, men, women. I'm going to sit those leaders down. I'm going to say, what are the issues that matter to you? What do you want me to fight for? And, and we're going to discuss those things. We're going to map them out, and I'm going to go out there and fight. So um, I want to congratulate you. Um, you got your headquarters. You guys yeah, had your yeah. grand opening last weekend. Yes, we did. We did it with That's awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So where is it located um, so that individuals can come and, and Support or a volunteer. I think that's great that you know to have people come and volunteer and help out and kind of be engulfed yeah. in the mission. Yes. So, our, thank you so much. Our uh, headquarters is at fifty six twenty nine York Road, which is at the corner of corner of Northern Parkway and York Road. Um, if okay. you come to that corner, you'll see Kelly Fox signs all in the door. Um, we're there every day uh, from uh, Monday through Friday. We're there from 4.30 until about 9 or 10 in the evening. On Saturdays, okay. we open the doors at 12.30, uh, and we're there all day, um, you know, pounding the page. You may not see me because I'm out meeting people. Um, yes. But we have people manning, manning the office, and if you need to see me, they can tell you where I am, and you can, you can come out and, and go door-to-door -door with me as well. Uh, we need all the support we can get. We need all the volunteers we can get. Uh, we're up against um, um, some incumbents um, and some people with a whole lot of money. And all I got yeah. is is my integrity, uh, and all I got is heart and and a love for the people. So I need all the volunteers that I can get. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's not far from me. So I definitely have to stop by. <laughs> please, please. I would I would really appreciate that. We, we we have a we have a caller named David that actually wants to wants to get in on this conversation and has a couple of comments on conservatism and versus uh, versus liberalism. So sure. Bring him in on the conversation. Sure. Let's go for it. Hello, David. Are you there? Are you there with us, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, how's everybody doing? Good, David. Good. How are you? Well, uh, thanks for taking my call, man. You guys have had a great discussion so far. I've really enjoyed listening to it. And uh, I could just throw out, uh, I used to be a liberal myself. I used to be actually very liberal. And now I'm an independent, but I definitely lean to the right on a lot of issues. But um, I noticed that seeing things from both perspectives that I feel like the liberals kind of have gone down the road of uh, group think or collective thinking, where they sort of put people in these groups, whether they be black, white, male, female, whatever they may be, and try to make it out to be like this group now has to become a monolith that has to have identical views and has to be treated with a certain thing that people can somehow represent this whole group of people and think that they speak on behalf of them. And I just think that that's just, that just doesn't work. I think people are individuals. And if we don't address issues and tell people the truth and stop telling them that you're a victim and that you need these quote-unquote politicians to come save you, just tell them the truth and say, look, your plight in life is going to be it's your own personal responsibility. And if you're not willing to work hard and be disciplined and apply some wisdom in how you do things in your life and how you conduct yourself, you're going to fail and you're going to have a miserable life and it's going to be your fault. And knowing you're not going to have anyone else to blame. But I feel like these politicians, especially those on the left, 
they, they, they just want to tell people what they want to hear, and they just tell them, oh, it's not your fault. It's this or that or the other thing. And I'm even seeing that on the right now, too. It's just, that's not going to solve anything. That's just going to create a nation of victims that are going to be in this perpetual state of, you know, feeling dependent and needing somebody to, quote, unquote, help them. And that, sh- that shouldn't be the case in America. Yeah, that's a that's a great great point. And you know, um, I think and and Kelly, I know you. This is something I, I I feel in my heart. You know that you believe in. Like when it comes to politicians and those running for office, it's all about the accountability of what you promise or what what it is, so that people can trust in it. And I think that's why a lot of people might not want to vote because they might feel like, well, I believe you're going to say this and do this. Well, how do I know you're really going to follow through? And what's the accurate timeline that this can actually happen? And it's like, you know how you mentioned, you know, the the false dream. Like, oh, uh, I, I believe it's for the people, but I got to be accountable. But how can I hold myself accountable if much the person I voted for isn't holding themselves accountable for making it happen, you know? And um, But it, it's it's definitely uh, it, it's so complicated now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. All the varieties of points of view, you know, and holding people accountable for what they say they're going to do, but it is it it's it, it's tough. It, it is. Yeah. It is. And and I, you know, in some ways I agree with David David in that there is personal accountability that we m- must all take, right? But there are some injustices that happen in our community. There are some resources that need to be presented to members of our community. Um, There are so many resources that we do not present to the community members and to people uh, so that they can be accountable and that they can uh, take a step in the right direction. And it's our responsibility, those who are at the table, uh, to, to make sure that it's there uh, the opportunity is available, and then it's the people's responsibility to take hold of the opportunity. So, so there is there is a pers- there is uh, some accountability on both ends, and and, and I don't mm-hmm. believe in telling people if you know Kelly Fox, you know Kelly's gonna tell you the truth. I don't believe in telling people what yep. they want to hear. I tell people what they need to hear, and they they call me Pastor yeah. Straight No Chase because I'm I'm gonna give it to mm-hmm. you uh, real, and, and and it's time yeah. for that. I think people are looking for uh, uh, real. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, David, for calling in. We appreciate it. Yes. Yes. That's what's up, Kelly. Like I. So when is to let everybody know? Like I, I've already, um, I've shared out your your website. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Disney page and on Twitter and all that good stuff. So um, on your site, you can donate to the cause. There's voter information. Yes. So so let everybody know, like, when they need to get out and vote, when is the last day to register to vote, so that way they can get in there and make things happen. Yeah, so June 28th is uh, Election Day. Uh, the two weeks prior to that uh, is early voting. So I need, you know, that's an opportunity for those people who are not going to be able to get out there on Election Day. To, to you know, you have ten days to to go out and get your vote out. Um, I believe it is uh, twenty days out before June twenty eighth. Uh, you can register to vote. So um, we still got some time to register to vote. If you need to get registered to vote, uh, we've got uh, Angie Winder, who I am supporting for state central committee in the forty third district. I believe that we need to groom younger people and 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 bring them along. She's actually uh, registering registering people in our district. So give me a call. Uh, you know, email me on my website. 
um, my number's there, and we'll send someone to you uh, to register you to vote. And speaking of that, Kelly, um, I mentioned to my co-host, and I don't know, well, now the listeners will know, um, I am able to um, register people to vote. I went through the training, and when I went through the training, um, it, it was interesting to see or know that there's not a lot of electoral judges um, in the uh, 20 to 40 year old range. Um, so what's happening is the older uh, electoral judges are, are kind of um, going to be retiring soon, and there's no one to kind of help balance out um, <laughs> to, to man the poll. So um, when I heard that, I was like, wow, so what's going to happen if, no one steps up, and they're like, see, this is why we're helping you guys be able to register people so you can get yeah. in there and, and ex- explain how important it is. Because if the community sees more of their age demographic, you know, people that look like them as an electoral judge, they'll see how important it is, and it's, it's a stance, you know, to, to make change. And I was like, wow. So um, for everyone out there listening, check out your area. We have listeners from all over. See, you know, if there's any needs for electoral judges and things of that nature so you can be a part of that um, and, and, you know, make a difference. So that was, that yes, was pretty please. crazy. I was like, what? There's not a lot. There's no one left. What's going on? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be kind of scarce. <laughs> yes, it is. So what are you saying, Lee? Are you saying, are, are you saying there's more that people can do than just vote? Yes, there's more That's that people yeah. can do. Absolutely, man. We've got to be out there. We've got to be engaged in in, in all parts of that process. We've got to take it over. Uh, Once we take that process over from from registering people to vote, working the polls, being judges, running for office, managing campaigns, once we take that process over, then we dictate our own trajectory. And um, Mm -hmm. I think that's very important. I think that we can do it. And it's time. I think... think I think we really, there's a desire out there to really take hold of our futures. Yeah. That's what's up. I am so glad to have you on, and you're, you are forever a part of the Miss Lee family. Uh, you I know, appreciate it. Thank I'm, you for having me. <laughs> yes. Um, definitely, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please visit kellyfox.com. Check out his mission, donate, see how you can volunteer. Um, follow, you know, on social media because he posts yeah. videos and he's talking and praying with people. And um, even, you know, you even I saw the other day you posted, you know, a horrible shooting that happened and, you know, just yeah. the things that, need, that, that we need to do better, you know, we just need to do better. So um, much prayers and blessings to you and your family. Thank you. and. Thank Such you a so blessing much. to meet you, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Gotta know, I'm a Zeta. He's a ah, there it is. Little white family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Z five, so yeah. sweet. You know what I'm saying? So I went to his church, and he gave an awesome word on Good Friday, and it was like, wow, like it, it yeah. So I was like, yo, this dude, he's about that bitch. Like I knew he would be. He was fresh. <laughs> like I, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw you was running for office. Like that's what's up. That's that's what these that's what uh members of these organizations do. We step up and we in the community and we make things happen. Amen. Amen. And I appreciate <laughs> you both for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yes. 
Most definitely. Anytime you are more than welcome to come on. Um, you know, we're going to have more topics because this is a conversation that needs to continue. Uh, it it yes. can't just stop today, you know, and it's all about continuing the conversation. So, yeah, man, you're part of fam. <laughs> all right. All right. That's awesome. Thank yes, you. But- you're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. It's the Miss Lee Experience with TJT, Miss Lee. Hey, why not go a little classic? Little Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes with a little Teddy Pendergrass. Little wake up. Because we need to wake up and make some things happen. We'll be back.
let's just let's just say uh, Bob Kraft and Donald Trump are they know each other, so they they were cool. Uh-huh. Bob Kraft, uh, yeah, endorsed and endorsed the the uh, guy that's in the White House now. Um, yeah. I don't know, know how much you want to say about that, but yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. I, you know what I'm saying? You know, just the freedom of green and, you know, the bird, you know, and then the Patriots was just... And let's, let's not forget, you let's not forget, uh, I, man, uh, after, you know, the Eagles were some of the, the first to stand up behind uh, Colin Kaepernick's protest and, and, and be right. vocal about it. So, uh... Yeah, and it, freedom. You know, last Equality. you know, politics will will find its way into everything. You know, because yes. that was a big issue last year. Um, that's a big yes. issue now. Why Colin Kaepernick, yeah. Kaepernick still is not uh, playing because he used his platform to uh, to, to 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 be political. He used his platform. It's not just Kaepernick now. Stand up for Josh's Kaepernick. Right. Eric Reed. Eric Reed is is clearly being blackballed. He's the safety um, from the 49ers Who who? If you want, let's be real. The first one. Eric Reed. The was, first one was after he, he was the first one to kneel with with uh, Kaepernick. With, right with Kaepernick, and he it wasn't like he was playing bad. Eric Reed was balling, mm-hmm. and nobody picked him up. So it's that is a clear clear indication. That he's being blackballed, and he just filed a grievance against the NFL yeah. because he ain't, and I, you know, good for him. But yeah, I honestly, you know, uh, stand for something or fall for anything. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm proud. You know, I'm proud of, of Colin Kaepernick for standing up for what he believes in. He wasn't disrespectful about it, um, no. and and like we—that's the thing we got to get past when we talk about oh conservatism versus liberalism. You know, uh, it's unpatriotic if you do this. Is you're you're this year that we got to get past this name calling. We got to get past this closed-minded thinking um, because when he when he kneeled, he wasn't kneeling and. Protests of the country. He wasn't kneeling in protest of the veterans. He wasn't kneeling in protest of our people that are are on the front lines, our our military. He was he was kneeling to say, I protest the way that people of color are being treated by the police in this country. We need to end police brutality. But then you, you know, got these people that's like America. He's disrespecting America. Fuck that. He's just that and the other. And, and, and you, know, you know, let me say. What I was going to say real you, quick about oh, Reed, I, and what's interesting, um, when I, I saw this story, like, what, yesterday, day before yesterday or something like that, like, mm-hmm. what's interesting is he has a really strong case. Like, it's not like he's a player that was in trouble he didn't, you know, he's a pro bowl. Like, he has some serious stats. Like, they have to come up he with a real... He was balling. He was balling. Yeah, like you, 
it's so hard for them not to look. There's no reason why he shouldn't be playing. Like, his numbers, his stats, he's a starter. Like, his years in the league. Like, it, it, and, and even though when I saw, like, um, the only um, league that actually had a, a collusion case where it was one was, I think, the baseball MLB. Like, they had one, and the player actually won, whereas in the NFL, it never actually happened. So, like, I really hope Reed kind of gets his just due because it's not like he's a bad player. Like, he's a great player. Like, but Kaepernick wasn't that – Kaepernick wasn't a bad player either. Kaepernick wasn't, should have a job over, over he, some, yeah, a lot of these guys that are, that are, that are not starting. He should, he should pick up at the very least should be a backup on somebody's team. I'll put it to you like this. I'll put it like this. The man that they benched Kaepernick for, for, Blaine Gabbard, is still in the NFL, and that motherfucker is trash. And they were on the same team. They were on the 49ers together. Blaine Gabbard stunk up the joint, and they put Kaepernick back in. But Blaine Gabbard is still in the NFL now, and he... Is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. So if that you know it goes right there. <laughs> but yeah. I can it's, tell you who's I can tell you who is not being conservative, and that is LeBron James. Let me say something, people. <laughs> you can hate on LeBron James if you want. My lord, he is out here cooking. He is. It, it, it sucks that he's he's going to get destroyed by Golden State. But first of all, he shouldn't even be here right now. My Lord, he is single-handedly killing these people out here. And it is fun to watch. You can hate LeBron James yeah. all you want, but you have to respect what he is doing in these playoffs. My Lord, it is magical to watch. Yeah. I, he is did you just say magical, Jay? Like he's a leprechaun? He did. Just- I said doing everything on the court. Yeah. Okay. Everything. Magical to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you. Really cool, I'm, Jay. I'm gonna tell you. It's magical. Harry Potter. Magical. Tell me. He so said who, Harry who Potter. You got going, <laughs> who you got going to the to the Eastern Conference Finals? Who you got in the Western Conference Finals? And who you know you what's crazy? It's funny you say that because after the first series, I, I was like, the Sixers might do this, but they're, they're looking like trash right now. So it's going to be I, the, I, probably. I, I, don't, I don't accept that. I, I Whoa, don't, hold I don't on. receive that, Jay. This I, is I, not I, I the hate saying. of the Sixers. I, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't receive that right now. I, I still I trust feel the process. I feel you. My hate doesn't run as deep for the Sixers as it does the Eagles, so I can talk about them. <laughs> uh, um, unbiased. <laughs> so, um, even though I'm even though I'm a Knicks fan, but and I'm not proud of that. But yeah, um, as you shouldn't be. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but no. You see, you you got no backlash. I see, you know, no backlash to me. It's true. It's hard being a Knicks fan. But man, LeBron, it's going to be Cavs and Golden State game, and it's it's not it, the Golden State is they're going to you know run through them. But LeBron is going to give it all he has got, and I am enjoying it. Woo! 
This is some good basketball. Anybody who is not watching these playoffs, they need to stop playing and get on these playoffs. <sighs> LeBron, LeBron, he got something to prove. You should be paying attention. I don't know, because he did say last year that the Pacers was going to win, and that didn't happen. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. how far off? Listen, listen, listen. It ain't like I was far off. Did they not go to the Super Bowl? Don't be trying to discredit my genius. You you did. Yeah, but they was playing against the Eagles, so, you know. I I I know. the Eagles was going all the way. And then when... when, you was like, oh, but you got Nick Foles. I was like, we still going all the way. I did. Uh, did that who, shouldn't happen. Who, who caught them? I caught that. You, you did? I caught that. But, yo, here you go. Bold prediction time. Ready? Y'all heard it here first. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What, Super Bowl what, prediction? What are you getting ready to do, Jerry? This is Super Bowl, Bowl prediction. prediction. Yeah, we this need to do this. No, not Super Bowl, but check it out. Y'all remember what I told y'all a while ago. When we first started the show, to keep out for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did, not, did I not tell y'all that? You did say that. You did. And y'all see where they at. Bold prediction right here. Two to three years, watch out for these Cleveland Browns. What? I mean. Watch out. And Keith said the same thing when I said watch out for Jacksonville, huh? What? Watch out for these Cleveland Browns. Watch out! Is this based on your your viewing of of the of the draft last week? Like this what, is based. What's on, your basis? Based, explain, sir. I'm going to explain. explain. This is based off. This is based off the GM that they brought in. The GM Dorsey is the guy who turned Kansas City around. Huh? They got me. He's a he's with the Browns. Now that monster defense that you've seen in Kansas City over the past couple of years. And all of that, that's all Dorsey. He's in Cleveland now. And their draft. What? They brought Baker Mayfield, the first pick from Oklahoma. They're not playing over there in Cleveland. Then they bring in Denzel Ward. They're not playing. I'm not trying to, I'm not going to throw shade on Cleveland. They had it rough long enough. I'm just, and it's about to be there. It's, huh. it's been a long. I mean, they left Baltimore. I mean, they just—they've been through some things over in Cleveland. Um, I'm, 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 I'm glad that the AFC has some new champions, some new competition to be looking out for in a this, couple this, years. This is this is what it's going to be right here, because the Patriots are anyway. on their downslope. The Patriots are on yep. their downslope. They're still the favorites, but they're on their the back end of their their rank. All right, so look out for the look out for Cleveland, look out for the Chargers, and look out for Tennessee. Look out for them three right there, because normally I'm gonna, I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be like, oh, you don't really know what he's talking about. I'm gonna be watching, and if, and if you don't, you know I'm gonna be talking shit to you. You listen, know it. Listen, you already listen. know it. I'm gonna put this out here. They went 0-16 last year, right? The, the Browns. But how yeah. many of those games did the Browns get blown out? None of them. They were in every game that they played. They just couldn't get over that last hump. 
now is but it, almost only counting grenades and horseshoes. But listen, listen, listen. If you are a complete trash team, you'll get blown out. If you're in the game, you're showing potential. And now they capitalize on their potential. It's going down. Y'all heard it here. JT said watch out for the Cleveland damn Browns. Watch out for them. I know one thing. I mean, I know you're talking about them, but I want. I think we should go to. Uh, I think we should go to London for the Jacksonville Eagles game. I think that would be a nice birthday present for me. I have no. I have no desire to go you to, to, go London, to London to see Eagles game. I'd like to go to London, but not to see your team play. You the Eagles in the in the Jaguars. I think. I mean, no. it's right before my birthday. We can go see. You know. Uh, it's right before you know, my Megan. birthday. It's a good birthday trip. We should, we should, the Miss experience should just go to London. Man, as long as, they, as, long as y'all paying for it. Right. Wait, what you mean, y'all? Okay. We need, we need some sponsors. We need some sponsors. <laughs> as as okay, let's get that popping. Let's get that popping. I mean, you know, tickets, I looked at tickets, they're like $600 a ticket. You know, I think we should, you know, work that out. I think that'll be fun. Go to the Royal Palace. You know what I'm saying? Hang What's out with Prince Harry. For what? I don't want to hang out with Prince him. Harry. He's a cool I don't want to see him. I don't care. Oh, I don't want to see him. Just drop you off in Amsterdam for a little bit. You can have some fun. And then, you know, we oh, can yeah, just have some fun. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Drop me off in Amsterdam. <laughs> you go to show at. Even though that's a whole other country, you can drop me <laughs> off there and y'all go, y'all yeah. go no, no, royal watching. I'm going Are you with going you with me? I'm, All right. Yes, sir. We're going to have some fun in Amsterdam. <laughs> I'm going with Lee, Lee, you. Lee, you go ahead and royal watch all you want. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go look at, looking for the new princess and her baby and all that. Like, uh, you got that. I'm going to look for Andrew's Elba and, and, you know, just have some fun over there. JT, you have some time? Um, oh, because what we would like to do is play a little break and come back. And I would like for you to share your view on this topic of conservatism, liberals, and moderates and stuff. Are, are you are you cool? The, the listeners would want to hear your voice in expect. Yeah, I got I got I got I got a few minutes. Okay, okay. So what we're gonna do is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back. We're gonna play a little Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Really? Because what, what we was just talking about. You know, Colin Kaepernick and all that. I think we should play Sound oh. of the Police. Yes, Harris one, Sound of the Police. All right. It's the most experience. JTT, Miss Lee. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. I'm 
the more the more schism can happen or the more you will find people moderate you will find more moderate thought growing. Because the more mm-hmm. diversity we have, if we can't get if, if our country can't get past they got this my way or no way. If we can't get past that, then there's there's no hope. Because like I was saying before, you're going to have one party that's going to want to put things in the direction that they think is best. And then as soon as they get voted out, you're going to have the other party come in and try to reverse everything that was done and put things back the way that they think that it should go. So like, uh, like, like uh, Kelly Fox was saying, we got to get to a mindset where we do more than just vote. We have to be yeah. able to say we want to take the power. The, the government is supposed to be for the people, by the people. But if mm-hmm. the people are sitting back and saying, well, we're going to vote in the people and let the people we vote in do it. But there's the people that are getting voted in, they're being held accountable to the people that donated money to their cause. So more and more, it doesn't matter if you're liberal or conservative. Is is your money paying for your for your interest? Like like Kelly Fox said, people don't know that they can write the laws and have them sponsored by their delegates, their representatives yeah. through through local, state, federal, so forth and so on. But people don't know that. People don't yeah, know. It, it's so, and that's why, and that's why, ladies and gentlemen, this is your first time tuning in. These topics are so important because having guests on that specialize in specific areas, having topics where you're opening your mind and learning new things and filling filling your your mind with with um, different concepts, challenge thinking, and kind of um, open up perspectives and really talk about the differences, talk about where you stand, talk about your beliefs is so important, you know, and. Being a part of the process is better than talking about the process. Like you have to, you know, get in there, get your hands dirty. Um, our, you know, our great grandparents, you know, if you're a person of color, they was in the fight, they were in the trenches, they were boycotting for months and months. It wasn't just two weeks of not going to Disney World because of whatever. It was like, hey, we not riding the bus for six to eight, nine, ten, twelve months. Okay, we not doing none of that. You know, and it's like, and they they rode it out, and it's like. You know, but you have to stand for something. And when you're looking at these different sides, I can honestly say I asked JT and I asked T where, where he was and where, you know, but, you know, I think this is a moderate show. I think we're all on the moderate side. Like there's some things that's really important on the conservative side that I, I really I rock with. And then there's things where I really don't rock with on the liberal side. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, because, but there's some things that I think they they both, both sides need to come together and, and just kind of make it right to people. Because at the end of the day, we are all here together. You know, we, we got to mm-hmm. look at the people part first. And, and sometimes you get so wrapped up in the size that you forget about the human aspect. You know, even uh, something as simple um, as what, Homeland Security, you know, you got the, the search and frisk. So, oh, ask now, what, don't ask me and just... Just, I'm going I'm to search you and pull you over at security because you look like you could be a terrorist, but then you got grandma over there that got an AK-47 and a purse, and you let her walk through because she don't look like that. You know, it's, it's, some, you see, it's some level. I would, be, it's I would level. be okay with that if it happens to everybody. 
I would be cool with mm-hmm. that. But it ain't happening to everybody. But it's right? not. The people of color. Look at all the yes. stories that's coming out lately of people of color getting the police called on because they right. live in life. Right. You, you, yeah. You got called the police because I was playing golf too slow? Really? Yeah. You called the police because I, I was sitting in Starbucks minding my business waiting for business, a right. business associate? Even and even um and that's the security side. Even like if you look at a, a big topic um, of welfare, like I'm like, wait, people shouldn't just be living and dying on welfare. Like there needs to be a level of regulation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm paying for someone who can work and who can do these things to just sit there and do so, nothing. Whereas you have people so, that struggle. So speaking of that, yeah, but Lee, you you're talking about welfare and you're talking about conservatives. Versus liberals, right? So right. let me ask you something. What do you, what's your opinion of Ben Carson doubling and perhaps tripling the uh, the, the rate for low income families for the, for their rent? Because that's the conservative value. Get off of, get off of my dime. You need you need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. See, no, that's, I think that's the wrong approach. See, when I'm looking at welfare, you got people that just popping out babies and popping out babies and want the people to take care of them. Or, and, and, but you that's, know, a, I know that's, a, that's a stereotype. But how many no, I know people. Yes, I it, know people. It happens. I know yes, people. Yes, it happens. I'm not, and I know I'm that there's going, more, I'm, I'm I know that there's, and I know that there's that more that people of the, of the Caucasian but, persuasion that's on welfare than people of minority stature as well. But I do think welfare should be something that's a temporary thing to get you transitioned to be able to be self-sufficient. I don't think you should live, be born, and die on it. And, and you're, you, you, you just have no able way to – like, there should be resources. Let me, let me jump in on how it. Kelly Fox was in. saying when he was saying that there should be transitional homes for mental illness yeah, and things yeah. of that nature to help people get there. I think there should be things – I don't think you should live, die on it if you can work. You just don't want Yo, to. Like, I think that's a I'm problem. Jump. That, that's I'm gonna jump in on Go that. Ahead, when it comes to that, ahead, nobody should be on assistance for 10, 20, 30 years. That's exactly, insane. yo. Exactly. That's insane. I'm and sorry. That is a that's truth exactly. and that happens. That happens on a regular. Now, what they need to do is put a time limit on it, and in that time yeah. limit, you get access to everything that you need. Education. To be able to training. Whatever, yeah. How to buy a house? You should be able. It should be like a right. a job corps program where you kind of go to get the skills. You apply it. You get an internship or something where you're building into the economy. But you're not just living and dying. And your kids is on section eight. You on section eight. Then it passes down to the next kid. And like that's just what are we doing? We're enabling behavior when you're able to do more. And and I think that yeah. that's my <clears throat> conservative side coming in, not the. And I would never, and I'm not going to sit here and say that everybody that's on it is that. No, that would be um, ridiculous to say that. But they are a staggering number of people that are have taken advantage of that. Yes, that's yes. That's my conservativeness. But then my moderate, I mean, my liberal side is like, yo, why can't we have solar power, have water power? Like that's liberal side. Like, hey, we got to look at other ways to get energy and get it popping. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, you know, I mean, there's, there's a balance. There's a way that some when things you, work when you and some look things at, don't. 
when you look at how some of the other countries around the world are doing the same exact thing yes. that we're doing, but but they're doing it in a more efficient way. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta have yourself. Well, why? Why? Why are they doing? Well, you also have, pretty, you just, have to look at the. You have to look at all of the factors, and part of that factor is a socioeconomic factor. Like when you're talking about countries like. Sweden and Norway and and those countries that are are primarily uh, democratic socialist countries and um, it seems like everything is everything is, is just going going great. They they have a, a greater set of happiness. But then you got to look at those societies. Those societies are more homogeneous than America. There is less integration there. You have you have societies. Where you have people that are more of the same, whereas America is a, is a melting pot, and with that melting pot comes different cultures, comes different values, comes, comes different true. ideas and ways of life. When you're looking at a country where these people historically have always been there, and their degree of in- integration is is minimal, it's easier for them to all get on the same page. And do the same thing And everybody be on that same page We have to get past the division And our our society Has been built on division Look All I'm saying is If I can have some panels on my roof To cut my electric bill down And just absorb the rays of the sun To fuel my house For weeks at a time And I ain't got to cough up $200 and do budget billing to save my electric bill, and I'm using natural energy to get it popping, I'm about that life. Because guess what? I could take the money I was using to pay an electric company that's hiking up prices up and down and put that towards education for my kids. I could put that towards doing something else. That's all I'm saying. I get those other countries, they excel at that thing, and they have great education and great things, but hey, if, hey, the sun is, is free. That's free. Look. Give it to me. I'll take it. Let me get my vitamin D, get it in my home. You go ahead and get on my YouTube, get my Netflix and chill off for the solar energy. That's all I'm saying. It's but free. you know, it, it all free. comes down it all comes down to money. You know what I'm saying? The money greed. It does. You know, that's what it comes it down to. I'll take I'll give I'll give you one example. I mean, years ago, not even years ago, I think like last year, I seen the picture of the school lunch from around the world. I said, What the hell? Yeah. Yes. And I don't know how real this is. If these kids, if the school lunch is really like that, and then you compare it to the goddamn chicken nuggets and corn that you know you, that right. I got and my my right. kids are getting right now, I said, yo, in China they they getting the whole they getting the soup the noodle they getting all that shit. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. You get processed, but right? We now this is the richest country in the world supposedly. But yet, countries that I, I guess are, are, I don't know, I don't know. But that's, this is just one aspect of what I'm talking about. All right, this, this, yeah. is, this is crazy out here. Yeah. But it's come down to greed. Like, there's certain foods that are outlaw in other countries because they give a shit. That we eat. Right. That we eat every day. And when, and then every day. I see YouTube videos and when certain these people in these countries find out that we eating this, they're like, oh my God, wait, what? They allow that in America? Right. That's legal. That's legal. Right. They can't right. believe that is that is legal. Like, wait, what? Yeah. But the FDA, the people who are supposed to be here to make sure everything is safe, is allowing it. 
so I'm like, well, but it's all comes down to greed, 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 greed. Yeah, let's kill yep. all of these bad points of view and make tens of millions. How? Traditionally, yep. America is a capitalist society, and money, cash rules everything around me. That's, I'm just that's, gonna go you know, buy island and just play, live off the soil and just you know procreate as much as I want to. No, I'm just playing. I ain't yeah. gonna do all that. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing. Yeah, I know why you dead, Jerry. Not playing. You trying to make your own Leland. You know what I'm saying? Everybody happy. Everybody just enjoying the sun rays, getting fuel from, you know, the wind and the water. You know what I mean? We just gonna live happily. There is some man out here that is going to get the real Miss Lee experience. Believe this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, Miss Mom and Mr. Dad. I'm so sorry. But, you know. Shout out to Mama who's listening. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. You know, it's just, you just got to make it happen. Okay? And all this extra stuff. And, yes, and, you know, and I think that, again, boils back down to, to your beliefs, what you identify with on these different sides, political parties. You know what I'm saying? Just just kind of get out there and just understand how your your values relate, you know, to it. I personally, and I, I, can, I think I can speak to JPNT, you know what I'm saying? We don't fully go with one side. We don't fully go with the other. But there's good and bad in both. Or what's good for you may not be good for the other person. But the point is having these conversations with the people that you're around. So that way the values, your, your unit, it's all about the unit. How is that unit coming together to make a difference in your society? That, that's what it's all about, getting your hands dirty, getting out there voting, getting out there talking about things um, in an in a, um, acceptable way. When you have these conversations, because, you know, we had a, we, you know, we have very detailed conference calls before we do our show prep calls, you know, and it's like we want to make sure that, yeah, politics is a, it should be a hard topic to talk about because you can offend someone. You, religion, same thing, sexuality, uh, marriage, money, fame, all these things are controversial topics. But I hope that everybody gets from listening to the show that there's a way to talk about it in which you can receive information, apply information, and marinate on it. You can just marinate on it and let it just sit there. Hey, that's cool. Or you can apply and, and make a difference in the world. So that's my final thought on the show. I want, uh, yeah, I, I go got ahead, JT. I got a final thought. Go ahead with your final thought. To my listeners out here, to our listeners out here, I want everybody out here Stop being so goddamn soft. I mean yeah. what I say is soft. <laughs> this world is soft. These kids we raising out here are pansies. We're raising a bunch of society of pansies. Softness. You can't say anything to anybody now without offending them, hurting their feelings. Huh? I grew up. Something you ain't like something you dealt with it and moved on. Now <laughs> you can't say anything to anybody without yeah. it, without it offending them. <laughs> Man up. And you can't have discussions with people. You can't have mm-hmm. the say what you say. You can't have discussions with people these days because you run the risk of offending them. Which makes having open dialogue hard with people these days. Hard, yeah. yeah. Because you can't, you have to, 
And I'm not saying you when you have a conversation with people to outright disrespect and just say what you're not what I'm saying at all. But I mean the littlest things. I'll give you a perfect example. If I was to say, you know, I'm not a fan of the gay lifestyle. That's all I said. I never said I hate him. I never said I dislike him. I just said I'm not a fan of the gay lifestyle. Oh my God. I, I you might as well castrate me because I'm I'm done. Now if I said I don't like the I don't like the blood and crypts lifestyle. It's the same goddamn thing. I don't like their lifestyle. Did I say I hate them? Yes. Did I say I'm not going to associate with them? Never said that. I just said I don't like their lifestyle. Just to give you an example of what I'm talking about. How you offend people. Yep. You know? How you say I don't I like have... puppies and then Peter's knocking on your door because you say you don't like puppies. What the puppies do you understand? I don't prefer puppies. I just don't want a puppy around me. Nah, I'm offending everybody that like dogs because I don't like puppies. Yeah, we live in this society where yep. what you're there, you're forced to like what everybody likes. You're forced to accept what everybody else accepts. That is trash. I like it, JT. So that's what offends you, Jay. You said what now? You're such a. So that's what offends you. That's, 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 that's what right. offends me. That's, what, that's right. That's okay. what offends me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a moderate. That's right. right. <laughs> so, my final thoughts. Oh. Look, I don't. Yes, T. You want my final thoughts? Go back, rewind the yes. show, hear my thoughts throughout. So, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. All I'm going to say is shout out to the big homie Dirk for tuning in and listening. Yeah, Shout out Dirk. to H4L. Shout out Dirk. My squad. He's an Eagle fan. You know, my, 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 my squad is, you know, my squad is, is that squad. H4L. Want to say get well to the homie Kel. Um, you know, we need you. We need you back on this field, soldier. So, um, yeah. I just want to everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. Yeah. I know the weather's been crazy. Um, it's been hot. It's been cold. It's allergy season. Protect yourself. Um. Yeah, tune in next week. Check us out next week. Yes. We're going to have more conversation. Yes. Uh, yes. We talk about everything. If it's your first time listening, tune in again. We talk Come about back. everything. We're going to hit your topic at one time or another. So check yes. us out again next week. Five. So sweet. Zeta Five Beta. So feel free to suggest topics as well. Yes, yeah, feel free. Absolutely. Email justicely at com. Connect with us on social media. Tell us what you want us to talk about, and we can talk about it and, and, and make it interactive and innovative so you can take some things to go home and think about. Y'all have a good weekend. Liberals, conservatives, moderates, independents, green party, uh, private party, public party, whatever your party is, you rock with it. Be true to you. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love.